Hey there, welcome to Authentically Raw. I'm your host, Jamie Darris. Hello, beautiful people. Today, I wanted to revisit episode number 75, titled Sacred Divorce with Rhea Sokol. Near the end of the podcast, we discussed one of her videos that she recorded. She's got a lot of videos on YouTube. Check them out. They are absolutely beautiful. But the one I wanted to talk about today, and we spoke a little bit about near the end of the podcast, was Thank You, Coronavirus. Again, this is by Rhea Sokol, and I'm going to read it to you. It sparked a ton of questions in me, and I actually wrote down some questions and jotted down some of my answers And I just felt like doing a podcast episode on this. And I think what I will do is put all of these questions that I asked myself in the show notes. And if you would like to go over there and visit them, it's a good journaling prompt. It's a good refresher on, oh my goodness, facing your fears, seeing what's really important in life, um, talking about being appreciative and gratefulness and connection. There's a lot of goodness in this little two and a half minute video. And I pulled out, I don't know, probably 15 questions I asked myself. So here is the words to the video. Thank you, Coronavirus by Rhea Sokol. Thank you for shaking us and showing us we are dependent on something much bigger than we think. Thank you for making us appreciate the luxury we lived in, the abundance of product, freedom, and health, and realizing we were taking it for granted. Thank you for stopping us to make us see how lost we were in the busyness, not having time for the most basic things. Thank you for allowing us to put aside all of our problems we thought were so important and showing us what is actually important. Thank you for stopping the transport. The earth was begging us to look at the pollution for a very long time. We didn't listen. Thank you for all the fear. It has been a global disease for years. But not many of us wanted to face it and now we have to face it and learn how to embrace it with love and with the support of our community. Thank you for this re-evaluation of our lives. Thank you as we finally understand what it means that we are all connected. Thank you for the unity between all of us we knew the world has to change. Thank you for helping us to undermine everything and giving us a chance to build a world from the very beginning. This virus is part of us. It's between us, in us. It connected us all, either physically or energetically. Gratitude supports the immune system, but also lets us see things from many perspectives, and it's up to us which perspective we'll choose, but best is to be aware of all of them. I do not do this justice. You really have to go see it on YouTube and listen to the music and see the visuals of the pictures and hear Rhea's beautiful voice and see her beautiful face. She ends with gratitude supports the immune system, but also lets us see things from many perspectives. And it's up to us which perspective we'll choose, but best is to be aware of all of them. So that is kind of where I want to start. That's where I started my questions because Coronavirus is still a virus. It's still here, but time has passed. 
Life is still unfolding before us. So I'm curious, looking back now with time to gain a new perspective and understand the perspectives of others, what are you grateful for now in your everyday life? Time has passed and I do think that we quickly fall back And maybe we're even busier now than we were before. We all had this chance for a reset. We had this chance to see a new perspective on life and see different perspectives of how we all face fears, how we all face something that we had never endured before. No one on this planet had really lived through a pandemic. And there we were. And here we are now. And I think it's a good time to stop and reflect and really think about gratitude and what we're grateful for. And it is it just goes beyond the one big thing of health because I know that popped into my mind right off the bat. But I'm going to rewind all the way to the beginning. And I'm curious when she says, thank you, you know, for shaking us. I'm curious, what did coronavirus shake in you? I know for me, (laughs) the fact that something unseen by the eye was suddenly, you know, had swept over our planet and it had visibly changed us, that shakes me. That still kind of gets me to the core. And also the point, just the fragility of our life and life as, as we knew it and life as we know it. It was kind of the ultimate reality check, I think, for a lot of us. And also the fact that this was a real big thing I thought of when we were in the thick of the pandemic and in lockdown, and that is that what does life really truly boil down to? And it's survival. And what do we need for survival? We need food. We need water. We need shelter. And I put in there too, we need love and connection. And when we stop and look at our lives, what we were doing before we were at home on lockdown and, you know, we needed the basic things. It made me realize how much of what we do and what we are searching for and going after on a daily basis is really quite unnecessary. So that was just a few of the things that I came up with. Again, these questions will be in the show notes and I encourage you, take a minute or two, days or weeks or whatever, and just maybe one a day, check out these questions. Number two, I asked myself, how did it increase your awareness to the fact that we are dependent on something much bigger? And I mean by that a higher power, like this universe, God, whatever you call it. There is a higher power. There is something bigger than us. And I think coronavirus was just evident. I mean, something else, something much more powerful is in control of us. We see this in natural disasters. Um, And then this pandemic sweeps through. And I don't know about you, but I felt pretty out of control in many areas. And what we could control was basically what was going on in our own home. You could not control anything out there. And it's that realization, again, as if we don't need it every day, that most of what happens out there, you cannot control at all. 
It also tested my faith in a really big way, again, and it also taught me yet another lesson in trust and to find that higher power. And I think just sometimes we struggle with putting our faith and our trust in that. And that was brought to my attention or my awareness again. My third question I asked myself was, based, these are all based on the video, things that she said, um, what luxuries did you appreciate deeply the second they were ripped away? And one of the big things was, hey, do you remember walking in the grocery store, uh, you know, armored in our, some people even had gloves on, but our masks and, you know, Lysol and everything, and then to go in there and there was a lot of bare shelves. There was empty shelves. There was panic around that. What a luxury it is to walk in a grocery store and have an abundance of food. Most of us have a hard time controlling how much we eat in a day, right? It is a luxury to walk in, you know, open your cupboards, walk in a pantry, and you have food in abundance to the point where we have to control ourselves so we don't gorge ourselves every day. Our food is a luxury. I also believe the freedom of travel was a luxury, whether it was getting in your car, going outside, or hopping in a boat on a lake, whatever it was, or flying in an airplane, a bus, anything that travel. And in there, I said freedom. Freedom was a luxury. We did not have freedom. We were on lockdown. And I also feel like there was a luxury of time kind of on the flip side. I felt like all of a sudden I got the luxury of time. However, it was, I also had that reminder then of the luxury of how much time do we all have left in life and what are we going to do in it? Do with it. So those were some of the luxuries that I really thought on and really started to appreciate. So with the time, if that's not making sense, what I said, it's like, use your time so that it matters. Like time is so precious and just, I don't know. I mean, that I could go on about that one, but no one wants to hear that. <laughs> anyway, also the luxuries, a couple more things that I wrote down is having the luxury, um, a lot of your own decisions. You had control over a lot of your decisions and we didn't during that time. And also the human connection. It's a luxury that I think is taken for granted and also very overlooked with our technology things, you know, going on and, and we are so connected through that, but there's the luxury of human connection and that was really tested when we were all on lockdown. Sure, if there were people under our roof, we had some extra time to connect with them, but those people that were not under our roof, it's a luxury to be able to connect with humans in real life. Hopefully that will spark a lot of luxuries because I think that opens up so much appreciation in our life when we really stop and take a look at the simple things that are a luxury, like coffee, right? Every morning. <laughs> and if you walk in the store and there is no coffee on the shelves. <laughs> Another question I asked based on Ria's uh, busyness line 
was, what did you discover about the pace of your life and the importance of the things on your schedule? Especially the things you thought that you had to do for whatever reason. Um, During the video, they held up stress and she hyphenates like the busyness. And we talked about this on the podcast about how our crazy busy lifestyles are the cause of so much stress, so much anxiety, so many mental, emotional, and physical ailments. Um, And it's that busyness that we create. We say yes, we pile on so much we whether it's unnecessary errands um working 80 hours a week to earn achieve you know prove climb the ladder in in all for what is it for those people at home because when you're not home with them then where are you and it's these questions that i think Oh, I wish I would have seen this video during the pandemic and I really would have sat with these. I did do a lot of reflection and hopefully you did too. But if not then, I think this is a good time to really reflect because where are you now? Are you right back in those old patterns of the really, really busy times of piling everything on your plate? What did you have time for when you were at home that now you suddenly don't? In the video, it shows a couple dancing. But I even think sitting on the couch, snuggling with one of my kids, no matter what age they are, cuddling with anyone, just stopping and really having a conversation with someone in that dialogue back and forth of listening and understanding, or are we always in a rush? I'll just quick send a text. I don't even have time to call. Or I'll call when I have two minutes. And it's stopping and pausing And even sitting in silence, did you have time to sit in silence during the pandemic? Maybe journal, maybe just sit outside and stare at the clouds or the birds. And have you done that since? How many sunsets, sunrises, snowflakes have you stared at? I even think of like giving someone a hug. How often do you give hugs or kisses or say I love you when you're greeting your family members, saying goodbye or other people in Is it rushed and quick? Because I know ours can be. So moving on, what important and heavy problems became insignificant or at least not so problematic during the pandemic? I think this is a really good one to consider because I truly believe the majority of our problems in our life are created within our minds (laughs) and when we when we just change our thinking, when we have time to process our emotions and learn to let go of some control and learn to forgive and heal ourselves and heal our own pain, uh, most of our problems go away. And so I wonder all of those problems, you know, did they work themselves out? Were you more forgiving? Were you more understanding? Were you able to see new perspectives from other people? Were you more open-minded? Were you able to carry on some difficult conversations? Were you willing to take the time out of your day and out of your life and really pour it into 
maybe problematic relationships or really come to a conclusion and, and do something about some of the other problems in your life. Really make those serious changes. But I think a lot of it too, I just, you don't have the energy for so many problems and it was a good reset during that time. And so I wonder, have some of those problems creeped back in your life and what are you going to do about it? Another question, what clarity did it bring towards what is actually important? So I just listed a few things that I know were clear for me what was important during that time. And it's a good reflection to see, okay, where is that on my list right now? And obviously it became very clear to me and I'm sure to everyone around the world that your health is extremely important. I mean, truly, without your health, what do you have? If you're not healthy and you can't survive, then without that, it's death, correct? (laughs) We saw that firsthand. But what else is really important even when it comes to your health is it the prevention you know the exercise am I eating right am I getting rest am I do I feel supported do I feel connected do I feel loved am I am I giving in receiving love and connection am I getting just enough sleep do I have things to hope for do I have a purpose like what is my drive what am I doing those are the things that I thought wow, it's important. But included in that, I even came up with the simple things like going going for a walk with my husband and having that time to talk and connect. And that is one of the ways I feel loved. It's simple things that are really important. And it's having conversations with my kids. It's staying connected with them, knowing what's going on in their life, the good, the bad, and knowing that I'm there to listen, like whatever it is talk to me and extending that out into the world that, hey, I'm here. I'm here for support. Those are the things that I really thought, wow, that's what's important to me. It's connection. It's love. It's my help. (laughs) So big question for you. What's really, truly important? Another question, did COVID bring awareness to the air quality or pollution Did you ever go outside and take long, slow, deep breaths of clean air? I certainly did. I do not live in a smoggy place like LA, and I know they saw a big, you know, lift in in the pollution and the smog during that time. And I think this question for me goes beyond just the air quality and pollution, but it just is the eye-opener to nature and how connected I feel to this bigger universe, this planet, that higher power that I talked about in the beginning by being outside in nature, taking long, slow, deep breaths and appreciating that the air quality is good. Hearing the birds and the sounds of the animals. And I think I had talked about this before on podcasts, but this is, I think, a little unusual. I only have a a dog. I I do not own any animals, but... I am, I have two donkeys behind us as well as cows next door, a donkey and horses. There's roosters, there's chickens. Uh, What else do we have? Um, I don't, we have all kinds of animals around us, but hearing those animals, it's so comforting to me and feeling the sun on my face. Some days it was the rain and the snow and the sleet because 
yep, in Michigan during lockdown. Some of you people in those warm places could sit outside in the hot, beautiful weather. Not so much here. (laughs) It was gloomy and doomy. But being able to go out and feel that on my skin and hear the wind rustle in, in the trees, it's that nature that everybody looks up and sees those same stars. Everybody can look up and see the Big Dipper wherever you are around the world. And if you're if you're one of my peeps, you know wherever I go, I look up and find the Big Dipper and I feel at home. And there's something about being connected to everyone in this world through the Big Dipper for me. You can look up and see the Big Dipper wherever you are and so can everyone else. So that is something uh, that's one of those fun fact things I have to remember when someone asks for a fun fact about you because I was just asked that question about two weeks ago and I just, the only thing I could come up with is, I don't know, something ridiculous. So anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. Another question. What about the global disease of fear? And boy, oh boy, was this one huge. Fear, fear, fear was written all over COVID-19. It's still written all over it in so many ways. So... My question I would like to gear this towards, though, is, you know, what fears did COVID help you face? Because for me, that was instantly what came to mind. And I'm going to be pretty vulnerable here. One of my biggest fears was how disconnected I was from me and being home and reevaluating things and looking at my life my past, where I was right then, what I wanted my future to look like, I, I felt like I was so disconnected and almost in an unorganized way, almost in a very, in a very inauthentic way. Hence, this podcast is now called Authentically Raw. That was kind of one of my vows to be more authentic, to be more true to myself, to be more responsible for myself to face my fears and I'll admit (laughs) I have big fears my big fears which I'm working on every day and even through this podcast as I speak is one of my biggest fears is rejection and I fear criticism and there was a time in my life I realized I carried an enormous amount of shame around and I've done a lot of work with shame and I realize which you know, I mean, I knew this, that, you know, shame, you're not born with shame. It is something that, you know, is kind of wired into you through the outside world. And I had to go back and really dissect where this shame came from. Where does this fear of rejection come from? Where does this fear of criticism come from? And how is it blocking me in life? It is completely holding me back. And these fears are present in all of us. And I think the fear, a big question, I believe when we were talking in the podcast, Rhea stated, you know, what are you choosing to do because of your fear? And I think the flip of that is what are you choosing not to do because of fear? Like, where is it holding you back? And how are you reacting from your fear? I want to think of it that way like there's there's a way to react from fear and there is a way to respond to fear and they feel when you respond to fear you move through it doesn't mean the fear goes away it means you do things anyway because you're 
you're fearful doesn't mean that you can't go do things. And when you react, you react from fear in ways where maybe you you sulk or you don't take responsibility and ownership for your life. You don't face those fears. Instead, you maybe you numb out. You go and, you know, your addictions, which could be anything from being overly busy to numbing, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a way to numb yourself. I mean, I found I was numbing myself out in busyness and being distracted. And I can look around and I bet there's a lot of people that do the same thing, but there's all kinds of addictions, whether it's addiction to whatever you're binge watching. I mean, Drugs, sex, alcohol, you name it, there is a way to avoid our fears, and that is reacting. Maybe you fly off. Maybe you're always in a fit of rain, of anger and rage. Maybe you're passive-aggressive. Maybe you give the silent treatment. Maybe you are just in, engulfed in, in grief, sadness, or depression, and you are isolating yourself. It's all because of fear, and I love that Rhea said it's a global disease. And I think that it really helped me reconnect with myself. And it is when you reconnect with yourself that you can start to step and walk through your fears. So that's my fear lesson. Maybe that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) So I have a few more questions. I'll speed up. Oh, you know what? I did forget one thing. The fear of uncertainty. Who can't relate to that one during... The pandemic. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm now looking. I took a lot of notes. I'm now looking at my notes. The fear of keeping up I had written down. The fear of missing out. And the fear of not striving, not doing, not achieving, not proving, not earning. And then under that, I asked another question. For more, more, more of what and why? Who can't relate to that? So... It's all fears. And a lot of these fears and the stresses, they do. They revolve around our relationships. They revolve around our work, our finances, maybe even our religion, caretaking, caretaking for others, and maybe not enough caretaking of yourself. Because when you step into your fears, that to me is the ultimate self-care because it is hard to acknowledge our fears to ourselves it's hard to admit to ourselves and it's even harder to admit it out loud to others but there is a ton of power in it hence I can be vulnerable and share my fears and I could probably share 10 more (laughs) on another day another question getting back to Ria's thank you coronavirus I came up with was how and where Did you embrace the support of community during that time? Or did you realize you didn't feel like you were part of a community? And when I think of community, I think of a support system. It's people that you lean on and also it is you being there to hold others up in return. And I think it was a time of trauma for a lot of people. It was a turning point. There is a before and an after. It was that time in your life that I think we can all kind of visualize ourselves back then. You can, 
you know, there's certain things that trigger feelings, um, good or bad. There was so much good that came out of it. There was so much bad that happened during it. And we all need community for things like this, for everyday things. And not having community makes us feel lonely, isolated, and lost, and depressed. And I think it was really apparent then, whether you had a community or not, but now that time has passed, it's a good question. Do you have a community? Do you have a support system that you can lean on right now? Are there people that have you as a support system to lean on? And even if you don't think you need one right now, I'm telling you, you will need one someday, sometime. And it's good to have one. So that's my encouragement there. Another question, she talked about uh, re-evaluation. So my question here is think back. What things did COVID cause you to re-evaluate in your life? Maybe it was things around your house. It could be as simple as decorating, gutting out closets. I know a lot of us did that. <laughs> we finished up projects. It was reevaluating things. Do I like my house? Do I want to live here or do I want to sell it and move? Do we want to rebuild? Do we want to gut this, remodel that? All kinds of reevaluations. It could have been with your job. Do I like what I'm doing? Do I like what I'm studying? Where I'm going? Is there even, you know, a, a future? Is there potential here for me? What about my relationships, my relationships in my home, outside of my home, at work, in the organizations and clubs and communities I belong to? Did you have a chance to reevaluate it? I think this is something we need to do on a continual basis. Once every few months, a couple years, as we age, as our kids age, as our friendships evolve, um, all of our relationships, I think we should constantly be reevaluating because we all need to grow and we all need to evolve continuously throughout our life. And it's very hard to do if we don't take time to reevaluate. And I will say these questions and everything I'm saying probably sounds really exhaustive. I hurt my back yesterday, so I sat down and I really just spent maybe just over an hour on this. So it doesn't take a whole lot of time just to do bullet points and get your thoughts out on paper and organize and reevaluate your life. But I also thought with this and the reevaluation is did you let go, change direction or move forward because of your reevaluation? And if you didn't then, are you willing to do that now and what steps do you need to take to do that? Another question was rebuild. Where and how did COVID make you or move you to rebuild as time progressed? So just as we have, you know, moved past, you know, or moved over the, the next or last couple of years, are you still rebuilding things that maybe you did reevaluate, that you did let go, that you tore down and started to rebuild new in your life? Are you still moving forward or did you leave that behind? Are you, is, has it went stagnant or did you go back to your old habits, old patterns or anything? One thing I even came up with was the rebuilding that relationship with myself. That might sound cheesy to you. You might be thinking, okay, whatever, that's weird. But I think focusing on the relationship with myself was something that I was not 
willing to let fall after COVID. And I continue to develop that. And I encourage you to do that too. Again, that might be completely foreign to you or you might resonate with that. One thing that will help you develop a better relationship with yourself is to sit down with these questions, get pen and paper, spend some time and connect with yourself over them. I will put all of these questions in the show notes. I will also put a link to thank you coronavirus in the show notes and I hope you enjoy. As always, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic. Thank you so much for listening to Authentically Raw. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, jamie at jamiebarris.com and let me know what episodes resonate with you and why. Are you a people pleaser? If so, I need your help. Please, I'm writing a book about people pleasing titled The People Pleaser's Guide to Pissing People Off to improve your relationships, especially the one you have with yourself. And I'm looking for personal stories of how people pleasing has impacted your life or suck the life out of you. Maybe people pleasing has held you back, caused you to feel resent, regret, anger, powerlessness, or just plain exhaustion. Let me know how it's impacted your life. Who knows, maybe your story will inspire my writing and grace the pages in some shape or form in this handy dandy little guide. Also, if you enjoy the authentically raw content, please support the show by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Simply scroll down through the episodes and you will see where to do so. Want to learn more about life coaching? Head over to my website, jamiebarris.com and check it out. You can also follow me on social media at Jamie Barris for lots of inspiration and empowerment. One last thing, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic.